This is Santia Deck, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. What's up, my ballers? For this segment of Quiet Time with God, I want to teach you how to exercise your faith. You know, it took me a long time to believe in myself. I still struggle to believe in myself, you know, because, you know, people are always trying to break you down and, you know, say you can't do something. And so, you know, I always rely on my faith, you know, to get me through things. And, you know, I know I have, I have a God who believes in me, who fights for me, who's rooting for me to succeed, who truly loves me, you know, and that really gives me hope and, you know, helps me to motivate myself you know, to do what I want to do. And, you know, the world will try to so hard to break you down. And, you know, according to the scriptures, John 10 and 10, you know, the devil, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus, you know, he has come for us to have life and have it to the full. So, you know, God wants us to have an an abundant life and, you know, a life of victory and joy and peace and love. And so he wants us to get up every day and walk with joy and and love in our hearts. And he wants us to exercise our faith. And faith is really the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things you cannot see. So it's also, you know, a display of confidence that you have in God. And, you know, when you believe in God to do something amazing in your life, you got to believe it. You know, according to Romans 4 and 21, you need to be fully persuaded that God has the power to do what he has promised. So whatever you want to do, do it, you know, just go out there and do it and, and have fun and not care what people think, you know, God has given us all the gifts and abilities to achieve our dreams. And we just have to exercise our faith and know God will be with us every step of the way. So that is my segment for today. I hope you enjoy it. Hope it gives you hope and inspiration and wisdom. And I just want to end it with this. Stay brave, stay bold and stay ballin'. Peace. What's up, my ballers? For this segment of Baller of the Week, I'm going to talk about Alvin Kamara, you know, four-time pro running back for the Saints. You know, I think he's an amazing person and he's very smart, very wise, and he's only 25. You know, um, he has a $75 million contract to his name, but he doesn't spend all of his money on frivolous things. And he, you know, I love that he, his mom taught him you know, the value of hard work. And, you know, he saw his mom, you know, working multiple jobs just to put food on the table. So he knows that money is not to be spent on just anything. You know, he he spends his money on what he needs and he doesn't live beyond his means. So I think that's really cool. And, you know, most people in the NFL, they just will, they're not going to think twice about spending money, you know, on a house or a car, like a million dollars you know, just, or anything else they want. But Alvin Kamara, you know, he uses money wisely. And I think that that is amazing. So, you know, according to a CNBC uh, article by Nicholas Vega, Kamara says that after four seasons in, in the NFL, he has yet to spend any of his football money from either his rookie contract or his massive extension with New Orleans. So instead, he lives off his money that he earns doing endorsements and he's also business savvy you know he's really picky about who he lends his likeness to and you know partnering only with companies where he sees a future working together and so I think that's amazing and think you know 
he just loves being in control of his money. And he says nothing gets moved without his approval. So I think that's awesome. And, you know, we can all learn a lesson from Alvin Kamara. You know, you got to save your money, invest in your invest yourself, you know, and your money in people you trust and spend your money on things you need and not on wasting your money on things you want. And that will keep you rich and successful. And he's he's still rich and successful. So that's why he deserves Baller of the Week because Alvin Kamara is smart and he's business savvy. And he knows how to use his money wisely. So I just want to end it with this. Stay brave, stay bold, and stay balling. Peace. What's up, my ballers? This mental health check-in is for, you know, for people who really want to know how to improve their mental health. And also, I just want to show how I improve my mental health. So that's why, you know, I introduced this segment. And I just really love helping people with their mental health. So... I want to talk about connecting with others. That is something that's important for your mental health. And I know during Corona, you know, it's really hard, you know, to connect with people. Um, But there's ways to do it. You know, you can Zoom, you know, you can just talk on the phone, you know, you can FaceTime. So there's ways to connect with others, even during this time. And so, um, you know, connecting with others is, you know, really giving a sense of being open and available to another person. Even, you know, if you feel that, and also they have to be open and available to you. So usually connecting with others is, you know, involves empathy and compassion. And, you know, it's really having a personal connection and listening to each other and really understanding who that person is. And so I think that's very important, you know, to to do, you know, and you know, basically, you know, examples could be, you know, offering sincere gratitude to another or receiving gratitude from others, you know, just even catching a stranger's eye and, you know, smiling, you know, at each other, um, just having a shared experience with others, you know, that involves laughter and, and good goodness and kindness. Um, so how do you know if you're connecting with others? Well, one thing is that you're in the moment, you know, you're not thinking about what went wrong or future worries. You're just in the moment and you're connecting. Um, You can also be yourself. You know, human connection only works if there's honesty and it doesn't work if you're trying to be something you're not or someone you're not, you know. And then the third thing, you know, that you're connecting with others is that you feel open. You feel open with them, whether you feel good or not or, you know, but also, you know, you, you can trust them with, you know, sharing a sad experience or something you are upset with, um, you know, that's a good way of connecting with others. And also you feel empathy and kindness for the other person, you know, anger and being mean closes us off from connecting with others. But, you know, if you really, you know, human connection is really a a kind connection or it's a kind thing. So, um, you know, just connecting with others is not something that, you know, you tear someone down. That's not human connection. And the fifth thing and the last thing that you know that you're connecting with others is that you have a sense of trust between you and the other person, you know. So I think connecting is such an amazing thing. Um, It helps you with your mental health. It helps you feel happier. So that's what I want to introduce to you guys. I hope it helps you. hope you are able to connect with others. And I hope you're having an amazing, awesome week. And 
I'll see you later. And just, you know, stay bold, stay brave, and stay balling. Peace. What's up, my ballers? My name is Keisha Swafford, and I'm here with Courtney Harden, the host of the Real Deal podcast. And this is Ballin' with Keisha. So I just wanted to, you know, really get to know you as a person. I've seen a lot of your shows and you do a really great job interviewing people in the sports industry. And I really just wanted to get you on my show. So thank you so much for being on here, Mr. Courtney. Well, thank you, Keisha, for that nice intro. Uh, appreciate that. And thank you for the uh, nice comments. And uh, thank and again, thank you for um, just, uh, you know, um, inviting me to do your show. I mean, I'm a fan of yours. You already know. Um, it, it was, it was so, it was good to, to connect with you and I had you on my show a couple of times. So you, you, yes. you reached out and I was like, yes, I'm going to, yeah, I'm definitely going to return the favor. So, um, thanks for that. Thanks for inviting me on the show. I'm so happy to, that you're on here. I'm super excited. You know, I love being on your show. I just learned so much from you, just watching you. So thank you. Um, so what I want to know is, you know, where do you call home? Well, home right now is Philly. Um, I've been here for, you know, me and my wife have been here for eight years now, going our eighth year. So, uh, yeah, I've been here for a while. I'm originally from upstate New York, a small town called Elmira, upstate, and uh, lived there for all my life until, like I said, until 2013, we moved here to Philly. So, yeah, Philly, Philly is home now. That's awesome. I've never been to Philadelphia, but I've always wanted to go because it's the city of brotherly love. So I was like, hmm. Yeah. There is there is city of brotherly love. And then just like any other city, any other place there, you know, there's other, <laughs> there's other opposite of love, but right. it, 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 is the, it is the city of brotherly love. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I know that you're really into sports. That's, um, that's my home, real house as well. And I just want to know what, you know, what, why do you love sports so much? Man, uh, sports is, um, just like I said, it's a passion. It's, um, it's just something I, I loved. I loved to watch it. I love, you know, when growing up, uh, just in, just in the sports, just watching it, playing it, and then researching it uh you know reading newspapers sports section that's where it all started when I was young and that's where that passion came from and then learning how to play certain sports like basketball football under baseball understanding it understanding the rules and then just learning about the players and their tendencies and you know scouting kind of I love to do that that's where that passion came from uh researching comparing players collecting um you know, I used to collect cards, basketball cards, football, baseball cards. Uh, so, yeah, I did a little bit of all, all of that and just, uh, just learned the ins and outs of, you know, of a lot of different sports and, um, you know, my favorite athletes and things like that. So, yeah, that's where the passion came from. That's awesome. You know, I've, I've never had baseball cards. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, did, I did get into baseball, uh, you know, when I was uh, freelancing. And um, I really uh, love like going to the games, um, mm. watching it. It's not the most enjoyable thing for me, <laughs> but I do like on, on TV. But going to a game is way more enjoyable than actually watching it on TV, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the live, yeah, live games 
going to them is 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 a great experience if you know if anybody has you know the your listeners have a chance to go watch a live game that's i think that's one of some of the best experiences now i haven't been to every sport um i still want to go to a boxing match never been to a boxing match or a like an mma fight i want to really do that but i've i've watched um professional basketball baseball football hockey uh, yeah, so I've, I've done the four major sports and sort of track and field I've seen and things like that. So, yeah, but watching, I mean, I love watching all sports on TV, too, because you're in the comfort of your own home or you're right. with friends, you're with friends. This is pre-pandemic <laughs> when you're with friends and, you know, and you're watching it with, you know, watching your favorite team or your favorite athlete. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's still enjoyable to watch on, on TV. But now you, you don't have to watch things on TV. You can watch things on YouTube, you can watch sports on uh, on social media uh, highlights and, and everything. So not just traditional TV anymore, but it, it's still to me a love um, a love to love to do to to watch the you know sports on um, any type of TV. Uh, listen to it on radio. I did that a lot too growing up. Listen to a lot of radio, sports radio, um, even to this day's podcast. Uh, still enjoy that as well. Yeah, um, you you can learn from every aspect whether mm-hmm. it's on TV or podcast, because listening to it is different, watching it is different, and then going live is different. So I think just going, doing, having those experiences can make you a more, you know, dynamic, you know, sport, sports reporter or host or, you know, whatever you want to do in sports. Um, so what position did you play uh, in basketball? Or you said you played football as well? I, yeah, I played. Uh, I didn't play. Like, I played little league football <laughs> when I was younger, but uh, played basketball. Uh, that's that's what the main sport I played, and I was point guard because uh, I'm not tall. <laughs> oh, you, you got your, you got the handles though. You got handles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to have the handles back in the day. <laughs> was real fast and quick. Uh, that was my my main uh, attribute, I guess. Um, my main skill was you know quick handle. Um, you know, real fast, can, you know, can just go up and down the court uh, with the handle and try to break people up <laughs> with, the, with the crossovers and stuff like that. But yeah, I played point guard when I did play for leagues and things like that. Yeah, I was a forward. So I was I was the shooter, you know, give me the ball, okay. and I'll shoot it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just get um, out of the way and I'm going to shoot it. So right, I like to set right, people like, up. So you would have been, I mean, I would have loved playing with somebody like you because, uh, you know, as a, you know, as point guard, as you know, you know, it's all about setting up your team. Now, mm-hmm. you have point guards that can score. Like today, you have a lot of point guards that score, like your Steph Currys and your uh, Kyrie Irvins and, and things like that. But then you had, from back in the day, you had your, you know, growing up, you had your Magic Johnsons, your Isaiah Thomases, your John Stocktons. You had those type of players. And uh, growing up, I used to love just how they would just hand the ball. And then the point guard always had the ball in their hand. So they making the decisions of, Okay, who gets to shoot? Who gets to score? You directing your, your, you know, you're directing the uh, the offense, and you're the, you're the leader of usually the offense. So I love that type. When I was younger, when I was actually playing basketball, I, I still love I still love that uh, part of the game of, of basketball when the point guards just he's they're they're the leader. They're the you know the the head of of all of all positions, and they're orchestrating. <laughs> they're restraining the offense and you know they're, they're calling out plays and and that even when I was I coached too I, I used to coach little league uh basketball too so 
I had the mind of I had you know mind of a point guard. So any any kids that had the best handle or directly, I try to get them to you are the quarterback of this of this uh, of the team. You're the right. leader. So you know you have to like so you got to orchestrate, you got to call plays, you got to you know direction, all this. So yeah, I love that. I love that part of of, of basketball being a point guard. Yeah, I didn't want all that responsibility. <laughs> a lot of responsibility. It is. It is a lot like, of responsibility. Uh, let me just shoot the ball, okay? And uh, I'll be all right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Got to set them up. You got to set. Got to set your shooter. You got to have a. If you have a good point guard, a, at least if you got to have a guard, a point guard that can, um, just even just to um, bring the ball up. And then if they bring the ball up and they pass it, that that's that's one. Um, one thing that they have to do is be able to bring the ball up against pressure and just pass it and just get out of the way. Then let your scores do what they need to do. <laughs> and then you play right. defense Then you play defense. <laughs> exactly. That's, I love how, you know, every person on the basketball team has a key role, you know, and everyone mm-hmm. has to do their part in order for you to win. So I love that about basketball. Um, yeah. So hopefully I haven't played basketball in a while, so hopefully. Me either. <laughs> I'm a little too old. I mean, I think I'm too old to play. I mean, I bet I was out there a couple of years ago with some guys, uh, you know, some older guys, and um, I was like, man, I just haven't played in so long. But, it, it, you know, you don't lose. You, you might you might lose a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's more it's more of just the stamina now and, and everything. Now, I was running up and down that court. I mean, it, it naturally comes back to you, but. I was playing with some young guys and I'm like, nah, I'm not, it's not me anymore. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. yeah. Like I still can run up with them, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm still young and stuff, but you know, I'm like, Hey, give me a little second. You know, I got to warm up, you know, let me let do a couple half court games or something, you know, before we do a whole full court, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to warm up. Yes. Give me some more warm up. I'll, I'll play 21. I'll, yeah. I'll play 21. <laughs> You know, but my nephews, my nephews, they're, you know, they're, they're in their twenties now. Um, and when I like said, when they were younger, I coached them for about four or five years and uh, teaching them. And now they're, they're much taller. They're younger. I'm like, no, I can't go out there and play. I don't want to pull a hamstring or get hurt. I'm right. like, I'll let you guys have that bad. You guys can have the basketball. I, I've, I've coached you guys and, and, and everything. So now it's, it's, uh, it, this is your guys' game. Now if you guys continue to play. This is, this is you guys game. You guys can have it. <laughs> exactly. I'm just gonna just watch what I, I watch. taught you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and how has playing sports or just being in the sports world impacted you as a person? Mm, that's a good question. That's a real good question. Um, I think it it's impact because it, it teaches you teamwork. It teaches you patience. Uh, it, it teaches you all. Like those, those are some of the things I think it definitely teach me um to be like I mean, you know when you're playing sports you have to be on one accord you have to be on one uh, as one mind really you got 12 you, you either got 12 players or you might have you know 52 53 players on a football team or you might have uh 26 25 26 on a baseball team and you have to come together as a collective so I think that's what it it you know playing it has taught me in life uh, to, to, to be patient and to use team teammates and teamwork and uh, to that makes you a better person. It makes you more versatile too, in a way, because you're learning from others. You got to learn other 
strengths and weaknesses of, of, of the people that's on your team when you're when you're playing as a team. So I think that that's a good lesson for for life, too. When you're working with people, um, everybody's not the same. Everybody has different opinions. Everybody has different mindsets. Everybody has different uh, views of things. Uh, we can just we can agree to disagree. And, you know, um, it doesn't make doesn't make my opinion better or your opinion better. It's just, you know, if we're working on a common goal, we got to be on the same page. And I think that's what sports have taught me um, as I just continue to grow as a person. I love it. I love it because um, that's what I learned, you know, being on a team, just playing basketball. Mm. You have to learn how to deal with people and yeah. you may not like like them or you may, you know, agree with what they're saying or doing, but you still got to, you know, you know, just suck it up basically and just work, work together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. It's, yeah, it's right. It's about where if you're working together on something. It's like when you're on a job or uh, or you're working in a community or something like that. It's, it's, you know, you, you, you just, you learn people's tendency, you learn their weaknesses and their strengths. And once you learn that and, uh, you help them, like I, I was talking to someone the other day, we were, we were, we were talking, it might've been on my show on one of my shows and we were talking about, um, they were there, they have their own business, but they're like, I'm not good at this, this part of the job. So I'm going to hire somebody that is good at this. They're going to work on this. There's nothing wrong with compartmentalizing things and give, you know, having people on your team that, um, that, that has, that have strengths in this area. Like I might not be good at this, but I'm, I could learn it and I'm going to get someone that can do it. So it's all about, like I said, it's all about teamwork. And it's, if you have a good team around you, even in life, it, that's good family or friends or colleagues or whatever that, that, mold you too as a better person yeah I, I believe that wholeheartedly um it's the mm -hmm. people you surround yourself with and yeah. that makes you uh the person that you are yep um so definitely i agree with that um so you know you make you made sports your career you know why did you decide to do that you know make that move because growing up um I just loved, um, as I was saying earlier, I loved the, you know, sports radio aspect of, of things, or, you know, nowadays you have debate shows or you have talk shows, you have sports talk shows, like growing up, it was sports center. Um, it was, you know, Monday night football. It was all these things. And, and I've always had told myself when I was young, I want to be a broadcaster that, um, that was one of the things that I always wanted to do. Now, you know, we kind of, when, when you grow up and you're like, unless, you know, you're, I was always passionate about it. And I used to, and then I used to always say to myself, well, I, I just stopped pursuing it and, you know, stopped doing it. I just kind of just, just doing it for fun, just debating with my friends and, you know, uh, talking sports with my friends and other people. And everyone's trying to encourage me, oh, you should have did radio, but I kind of procrastinated and um, throughout all these years. And then, podcasting came it was like oh this could be something um maybe i can do this because you could do podcasts for free right. <laughs> you could do you could jump on now and start a you know you could do a podcast on your phone you could do a podcast uh on your computer so it was like oh i can get back into doing this so i give credit uh, most credit to my wife she it pushed me she encouraged me 
to she's like you love sports you you have a passion for talking sports um won't you put that into something now that you can do she was trying to she was pushing me to just to pursue radio pursue like tv uh the, the, i went i did go to school um and but then it was just like i said it just was just i didn't want to push myself but now that i'm into it now and got the passion back and now have a you have more of a platform now you have social media growing up back then there was no social media so now you have social media you can like i said you could do you could just do ig live or you could do uh you know facebook live you can do those type of things right. and you can do all types of content now so yeah that's that's where the passion came from from young till now today uh and there's more avenues to put out content i, I love that yeah, I think it's it opens up a lot of doors for people that, mm-hmm. you know, really want to pursue sports, but don't really know how, you know, to, yeah. get, to break into the industry. Um, it's it's the perfect way to get your start, you know, build an audience, you know, just start that platform. And, you know, sky's the limit, you know, now, um, especially with, you know, all that the Internet, you know, you can, you know, just reach more people, you know, reach different kinds of people all around the world. So I think that's awesome. And I'm glad yeah. that you you uh, started the show because um, that was like one of my first, you know, experiences of being just talking on the radio or on internet or just podcasting in general. Because I was like, how can I do this? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember when um, I reached out to you. I I I found I think I found found you on uh, might have been YouTube. I think it was either YouTube or, or Twitter. Twitter. It might have been Twitter or YouTube and. And, you know, with the show, I just, I'd look at, like, I, I do a lot of, you know, listening to podcasts and, and YouTube and connect with a lot of people. I think that's another thing you brought up a good point with that, like connecting with other content creators or mm-hmm. someone that has a story to tell. Um, you, you meet a lot of people in this, in, you know, on, on social media and podcasting. And I think when I reached out to you, and you had your YouTube, I, you know, found you interesting. I was like, well, I'm gonna, I want to see if you want to get on the show. So it's all about networking. And, you know, I reached out to you and, uh, you know, and we, we connected and we've been connected since last, I think since last year. Yeah. And um, yeah, right. So, and yeah, so that's, that's, that's how the, kind of how the show really started. It started in that way of just connecting with people. I, I used to, I, I, I used to write, I wrote for a website, a couple websites. And that's all it was first. And that was in 2013. Then 2014, one of the head guys from the from the website that I was writing for, he wanted to expand, you know, he wanted to expand his his uh kind of his company, his website. He wanted to go into podcasting. And I've always I knew podcasts, knew about podcasts and listened to podcasts. And he asked me if I wanted to do it, me and another co-host. And I was like, sure, you know, and it was it was nervous. It was when I first jumped on. It was like I was really nervous, and because you know you hit record and you go live, that's it's nerve wracking. It can be definitely yeah. be nerve wracking, and uh, but once you get your reps and things like that, it's uh yeah you know keep keep at it, keep practicing, and then you can format how your podcast is all about. So um, yeah, and that's how it became. You know, I kept getting the reps. I kept just pushing content, getting you know getting views, getting listens, and. Um, building an audience and uh, then I reformatted the the you know um, changed the name reformatted it and it became it became my show and then you know I did it by myself and now 
here we are six years later, six years later, seven years later, it's the real deal with Courtney Harden. That is amazing. You know, hard work mm. and perseverance and, you know, it really pays off. Yeah. Yeah. You really want right. to do it. And a pa- you got to yeah. have a passion for it as well. You know? Yes. So. Yes. You got to have a passion. I think that's another, yeah, it's a good point. You got to have a passion, uh, hard work and you just, you build, you just, you're, you're building, you continue to keep working at it. You work at that, that passion that you want to, you know, if you want to continue to keep doing this, I, I just, I just did a podcast today where, you know, we're doing a round table podcast one-on-one. It was called, he was just saying, anybody wants to build a podcast, um, how do you do it? Um, you could hit, you know, you can, you can, like I said, you could do a podcast on your phone. You could do it on your computer. You could do it on, you know, your laptop. You could do it on your, you know, your iPad, whatever you have. If you find the right network platform, hit record, get your headphones, microphone, and just start talking. And then exactly. your voice is, yeah, your voice be heard. And I remember when you said you wanted to do a podcast, you were, you had reached out and I'm, I'm all for trying to help, help people that want to get into this. Um, you know, I'm not an expert or anything of, of anything of that imagination, but um, somebody asked, I, I want to give them to give them the tools and the um, and the in the right direction to to help them out. And you know, yes, you you asked, and I you know I want to I like to help I like to help people out. I, I, I reach out to people to be on the show to be guests. If you know if you want to start a podcast, it's it's just all about you said per- perseverance, hard work, dedication, and um a passion and you find out what you like to talk about you don't have to be sports it could be news it could be social uh issues you want to talk about politics whatever it is uh you you there's an audience for there's an audience for everything that you it can really talk is about. It, it really is you can literally talk about anything and someone will listen <laughs> cooking cooking yes yeah. people will listen right cooking um it could it could be it could be uh, you want to talk about uh comic books you you know you're an author you want to talk about writing you can yeah. do that there, there's so many i mean there's a yes the podcast i think the podcast um realm the podcast game it, it can be saturated but there's a there's a there's something for everybody if you're into it podcasting radio there's something for everyone if you don't like what somebody else is doing just go to it to go to the next one um exactly it's as simple as that i love that um because it like whenever I got on your show, I was really, uh, it really just gave me that, you know, confidence. I'm like, okay, I could really do this. You know, I could talk about mm-hmm. sports and, you know, people will be interested in it. And, you know, so thank you so much for just giving me that, that little spark of inspiration. <laughs> no, no, you're welcome. I mean, you're doing the work. You're doing our work. I, I gave you this, you know, you, you asked for a couple of tips and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to help as much as I can. Um, just give you some, some, uh, if you need like some guidance or direction or just a few words of encouragement, I'm, I'm here for that, but thank you. You're, you're very welcome. And thank you for the kind words always. And, um, but you're doing, you're doing the work now. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you got, you, this is your platform. You're building your own audience. You've been your own, your fans. Um, people are downloading or listening and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see, you know, you just continue to grow and, uh, with the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, speaking of sports, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, I know that your favorite teams are the Chicago Bulls and the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles. And um, you think that the Chicago Bulls are going to have a chance to go into the playoffs? They just made some moves during trading deadline and the Bulls have been they've been bad the last 
it's been years now. I think, you know, once, once Derrick Rose left, um, got traded and Jimmy Butler got traded out of there and Joaquin Noah, they, they, they had a run. They had, they had a run. Uh, that was in 2000 and man, that was when the Miami Heat was winning their, those championships, those 2010 and yeah, that, that during those years, so they were close, but they haven't been good really since, since then. They had a few years here and there. And so this year, they just picked up uh, Vucevic from Orlando, which I think that's going to help them. I don't know about this year immediately, but I think now in the long haul, that will help them next year. Can yeah. they sneak into the playoffs as, a, you know, as an eighth seed, a seventh seed? Yeah, they could in the East. Uh, that bottom half of the East, they could, but they've been losing. They're, they're still losing games. They're losing close games, so I don't know. It's going to be tough. They might be in that play-in because I know they have a play. They have the play-ins now, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be really tough. They could sneak in, but I don't think they'll do much in the playoffs once they get in. Now for the long for the long haul, which has been for a while, yes, I think they could definitely make it in the next year or two. Yeah, I, I agree with you because the yeah the Bulls ain't the best, but <laughs> no, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they are but, not. <laughs> hey, you're loyal. You're loyal. Uh, yes, that's the loyal. Since the <laughs> since the since the Jordan and Scottie Pippen days, uh, yeah. that that's that's where that's where it all started. Um, yeah. being a Bulls fan, it started in uh, it started in the late eighties. Uh, that's that's when I became a real like a, a big fan, fan fan of basketball, and love Michael Jordan. Jordan's my favorite player, my he's, favorite yeah. athlete of all time. He's the greatest. He's the goat. <laughs> yeah, he's the goat. He's the goat. All right. I he's saw the that goat, on so. Instagram. He was like Kyrie or. Or was it Kyrie or uh, Jordan? Or was, yeah, was, there, there was one that was Kyrie. It was one that said Kyrie and Al Iverson, and then they said yeah. uh, Jordan, and they they tried to compare Jordan with someone. I'm like, there's no comparison. No, it's there's like, no comparison to Jordan. No, Jordan's <laughs> the guy. He's the goat. He's like, uh, he's the goat with with some uh, like with Muhammad Ali and with uh, right. Serena Williams, and you know they're, they're they're in a conversation. LeBron even they're in a conversation mm-hmm. of their own, um, but when they're compared to like certain other, like there's, there's good and there's great. And there's like the elite and yeah, those few the there's, there's the, yeah, he's, he's in the elite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. People try to compare. I don't know why, but I'm like, that's just a waste of conversation. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't even, I don't even engage in certain conversations anymore. As uh, Jordan, he, his legacy is, I mean, cemented. It will always be. I mean, he, he generations, and the, you know, we still talk about him to this day. And he's been retired from basketball for, like, I think his last game, his last year was 2003. So right. when he came back to the to the Wizards, so he 20 almost 20 years now. His his legacy. I mean, when we're talking about other athletes, they compare to Michael Jordan. So that that itself. His legacies are is cemented. <laughs> yes, yes, it would be for the all of time. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about him all time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know you like the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, mm-hmm. What makes them like a you know a favorite of yours or you know a dynamic team for you? Oh man, this is uh, the Eagles. They're 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 like a it's like a kind of a, a up and down type of thing with them. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, the there's times when I'll. <laughs> yeah, it's like yes, they're they're 
I'm a passionate fan. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of them. And, you know, through the good and the bad, the bad decision-making that the front office has done, especially recently. Uh, but, you know, the, the Eagles fans in itself are so passionate. They're so uh, dedicated. And that's where it comes from. It, you know, I was an Eagle fan again in the late 80s. Um, and when then the, those, those early 90s with Randall Cunningham, that's, you know, he was one of my favorite uh, Eagle of all time. And you know, going from back, back then and then Brian Dawkins uh, to then my Donovan McNabb. Um, and so they, they're a dynamic team because of um, they had never won a Super Bowl until 2017. So there was yeah, a lot that. of heartache. There Kevin was Hart was on there acting a fool. Yeah, 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 right. Acting a fool, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was acting a fool, like, because now I, I live in Philly, so I got to witness that season here. Right. Um, and that year, that, that 2017 year was is special in a way because just being an Eagles fan for 30-plus years um, and just the heartaches and the you know, being so close to winning Super Bowls, like when they when they got to Super Bowls with when they got to Super Bowl with Dominic Nab and got to all those NFC championships and just losing, it was just so hard, you know, so heartbreaking. Mm. And they get to be so close, and they've had talented teams. And but the year that they the year that they won the Super Bowl, 2017, that was that's such a tremendous journey. It was such a tremendous ride, being in the middle of it and being able to celebrate that. I went to the parade because I live, I only live five, 10 minutes from the stadium wow. as it is from, from Lincoln financial field. So uh, I live in South Philly. So right there and being a part of that and that whole journey and that year was just special because they, before they, before Carson Wentz got hurt, they were, they were 11 and two. And I still feel like they, they would have won to score with him because he was playing MVP football. So when he got injured, it was devastating. And Eagle fans are like, oh, here we go again. It, we get so close, mm. and we have such a magical year, but then an injury, a major injury to the quarterback. But Nick Foles comes in, and it was a struggle in the beginning, but then he got hot at the right time, and he gelled with the team, and the coaching was just on point, and that's that's where that that's where that passion comes. Yeah, Eagle fans could be rough. They they be tough. They 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 boo. I mean, they boot Santa Claus. Like that's yeah. That's you know, you know. So Eagle fans are, are really, really passionate. Some get overboard, just like any other team. But the Eagle fans, I love them. I, I really, I really love, I love the team. And but yeah, they won the Super when they won the Super Bowl. That was that was uh that was a, a amazing time to be a fan. Yeah, and I think uh you know just being part of that you know loyal team, um, loyal mm -hmm. fan base is what makes it fun. You know. You know, yes, yeah. If it wasn't, you know, they weren't passionate about the game, you know, what's what's the point, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. And this and Philadelphia is a sports, it's like a sports town. Like it's a it's a true sports town. It's what it's one of the cities that actually has all four major sports. And they the fans here, now I'm not a fan of all the teams here, but the fans here, uh, they're really passionate. They they come to games when the team is terrible and the Eagles have been, they were, they've had bad season. I think next year um, they're going to, they're in a rebuild. They're in a full rebuild and they might not be, they, they probably won't be as good at all. They're, you know, they got Jalen Hurts, so they want to see what he, they're young. They want to see what happens. They, they want to see what they have in him. They're going to evaluate him. I think it's going to be a long season next year for the Eagles. It could surprise, but they, it's going to be a long season 
next year, but the fans will still come to the games. The fans will still be loyal. They're loyal to the Sixers. They're loyal to the Phillies. They're loyal right. to the Flyers. Even when they're terrible, they stay loyal to them, and they're you know they're just passionate fans. Yeah, that's <laughs> hey, that's what makes it makes football so awesome. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> that is awesome. I really appreciate. Uh, like, I love just hearing the story about you know Philadelphia and just mm. I just love it. Um, and I also, you know, I talk a lot about mental health and, um, you know, I think that's a close subject to my heart and, mm. um, you know, Corona has really affected our mental health. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> yes, it has. Um, so how has it affected your mental health? Um, you know, um, Corona and just everything that's been happening, um, you know, this year, it's been crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, coronavirus, COVID, um, I mean, whatever you want to call it, it's, uh, it definitely has, it, it, it has put a, you know, pause on a lot of different things, and it's, it's kept us, um, I guess it, it made us, made me at least, refocus, um, kind of, uh, kind of take a step back and slow down, because um, I think it was more, uh, when you're on the go all the time, it's like, we're go, 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 go. And uh, I think that was really messing with the mental. Like you did, you just get burnt out. You just kind of um, think like, oh, I gotta always continue to do things. And you know, I was working Monday through Friday. I still work Monday through Friday from home now, and I have the weekend off. But the weekends go so fast because you want to do things. You want to get out. You want to do things. So now that COVID hits and it slows you down, so that can right. really mess up with your mental. Like that really can really do some things to your mentality and if you says if you're a people person or you're an outgoing person and you know you're an extrovert of a person you it, that that really hurts and now you got to be an introvert because you, you're, you're home you gotta you know you gotta stay safe you gotta social distance you gotta you know you're locked down like we did we were on lockdowns here we were on lockdown for months till they mm. till they open back up so that kind of really messed you know that really messes up with your mental and then um, not just COVID, you know, we dealt with uh, racism, this, you know, this, you know, the racism is still going on, but we really dealt with it. It was like, it was really in the forefront. The, the social injustices that really the news coverage and media and uh, all those things were going on in 2020. It really put like, it really made, you know, made you evaluate life and you know and, and things like that it really can mess with your mental you're watching the news i was watching the news a lot and, and it wasn't good it wasn't good for it wasn't good for my health it wasn't good for, it. no it's not good for your mental but you're looking at the numbers of man coronavirus and all these numbers and death toll and they're like wow and and then it touches home sometimes when you have people in your you know in your family in your circle that that dealt with it and people you know and that that can mess with your mental too so um I think well, the one uh, the one thing I really was I got stronger in my face. Like I really sat down and now reading reading the Bible more, understanding the Bible more. And um, now you have time to do that. <laughs> you know, there, yeah. there should never be an excuse. There should never be an excuse to do that. But I really like tapped into me and my wife really tapped into a, our faith even more and got stronger. We built our our bond and our relationship um through christ and that's that was the main thing so i think that that to me was the the more the the most rewarding of getting through those those mental hurdles um is with being with you know um in, in our faith and made us stronger. i think that's a, a great 
that's I think that's awesome because mm-hmm. um it really slowed me down too. Um, yeah. you know, you really start appreciating life more. Um, mm-hmm. you really start thinking about okay, what am I doing with my life? And if, am I really happy in, you know, doing what I'm doing? And you know, that's why I started getting more into sports and um, you know, just being focused on what I'm passionate about. And, you know, you really uh and just, you know, also just with my relationship with God, you know, just getting more into the word, you know, getting, you know, you talk more to God, you pray more because yes. you, you feel like, you know, this could be your last day. You don't know, um, you know, just being in the Corona, you know, area, like I've had close family members, you know, just have, you know, just die from Corona. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's really makes you, you know, just say, okay, let me think about what I'm doing in my life. Um, and so, yeah, I really can relate to everything that you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, yeah. And I know, I know how strong you are, your faith too. And um, I think that's, that had, that, that had to be done. Like that, that was the, like the main thing. I, if you slow down now, you said you can reevaluate your life, you can reevaluate the things that are important to you and, you know, family and, you know, God, family and, close friends and mm-hmm. um, um, you know, so people lost their jobs, people were on part-time, um, people have lost, like I said, they've lost loved ones. Um, you see all these things, like I said, the media coverage of a lot of these things um, can really can really mess with your mind, can really mess you up. And, um, but if you don't have that, to me, if you, you know, you have that, that strong base, that strong faith um, and belief, uh, that that'll get you through anything, and um, right. that's I think that's what I had, you know, I had to sit back and um, and it got me now. Now I got I, I've had more time on my hands too, so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to use this time wisely. Uh, okay, I this I had the podcast. I was doing it maybe once a week during that time before. Now I could do it two, three times a week. I could do it more if I'm, you know, this is a passion I want to do. Now I have the time. I can actually sit down and do a podcast and do all these other things that I want to do, read books or uh, do these things. Now you have the time to do it. And now coming out of this, it, it can definitely make you a more well-versed person. And, you know, and uh, now you're like, well, I can actually take breaks. Again, I don't have to be on the go all the time. I, I know now though, some people might come out of this, out of COVID like, I'm ready to get out and do everything, <laughs> do right. everything now because I've been <laughs> in the house too long. But it, it, it definitely has kind of slowed us down and said, okay, I think God's just saying, okay, you guys are doing too much. I'm going to put my pulse on this and say, my finger on this, say, relax. <laughs> and this exactly. is, and that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that, that, you know, there's a reason for everything. And um, yeah. yeah, I think that, you know, it opened up to a lot, you know, like I would never probably would have started this podcast if it wasn't for Corona, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, right, right. You had time. You, you had some time. You're like, man, right. I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Like it's just yeah. time is just, time's just flying by. And now and then you said, well, okay. I've, I've always wanted to, to do a podcast. Like you have, you've had the YouTube channel. You're like, well, I want to turn this into a podcast. Now I want to grow this. Exactly. And this, this might be the time. Cause you said maybe in a year or two, you might not even, you might not have as much time because if things get back to what normal what normal might look like um maybe in a year or two you might not have the the time to do it now you we have time we just got to use it wisely <laughs> exactly and I, um yeah i really 
I do appreciate you just being on the show. Um, I've learned so much from you just talking to you uh, just for the time that we had on the um, podcast. Um, I'm super excited to see what else you will, you'll be doing. Um, Thank you. And, you know, I really appreciate you. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, no, I just want to say thank you for um, inviting me again. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate um, you giving, you know, giving me a chance to come on your podcast. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Like I said, you reached out and um, I'm honored. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm humbled to that, that, um, that we connected. And um, again, I, I, I appreciate appreciate you and you know everybody follow the the deal follow the real deal shameless plug (laughs) hey go ahead follow the the real deal on you can follow it on all social media platforms instagram twitter um facebook i get all the content there you can get the content on on you know on all uh podcast platform spreaker anchor uh YouTube, you could get it everywhere. Everywhere you get it, the real deal with Courtney Harden airs. I, the original, the original show is on Spreaker. It's on bsbradio.com. Uh, that's the that's the original show. That's the audio show. Uh, but I'm, I got content everywhere. So yeah, just follow and follow me, Courtney Harden. You did you know look? You can just look me up. If you want to be a guest? Want to be anything? You know, you have you have something you want to promote? I'm all, I'm looking. For, I look for guests all the time. So yeah. Follow, you can follow me on all social media platforms, podcast platforms, wherever you get, wherever you get podcasts, I'm, I'm there. So yeah, but thank I, you. I, I appreciate you. Yes. I, I mean, his show is fire all the time. Like I'm just, <laughs> I love you. all the guests that he has on his show. So I'm super excited. He's on mine. So thank you. And <laughs> thank I just you. wanted to, yes. Oh, I just want to end it with this. Stay brave, stay bold and stay balling. Peace.